and welcome to the TFT Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things TFT. It doesn't have to be just theater. I can do anything I want to because I put in my hard work and I know who I am. I need you to run around the world three times, go to space, come back, and then marry an alien and be green. And she did. You know, actually feel the emotions. Otherwise, it's just like fabricated and it doesn't really mean anything. It's everybody's favorite director, Nico Castro. And I'm UCLA's favorite New Yorker and co-host, Zoe Berkeley. I'm your new upcoming actress and co-host, Kennedy Alexis. And I am the most confused first-year musical theater student, Emilia Acevedo. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being our, our first guest. Like, wow. Of course. Ah, I'm so honored to be the first one. <laughs> well, we're so honored to have you. We really are. We really, really are. And, like, who are these crazy people and what are we doing here you know i mean we're out here starting a podcast saying it's about all things tft and everybody in tft is like these people are freshmen who are they um okay go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, everybody's everyone's gonna be you know very curious about who we are and the way that we are gonna kind of just start every single episode is by asking our guests why do you do what you do and i know that's kind of like a very very vague question and you're like what does that even mean but when we talk about it, you know, with or when I talk about it with Zoe and Kennedy, because this is like a question that we talk about all the time. But it's like, why do you do theater? It's just like every time that I like see someone really tell a story and this whole character and have all emotions and like make people feel that and like make people think about like their own existence. It's just like so amazing to me. And it's like every single time I see it, I'm like, wow. Like, I want to be able to do that, to, like, transmit all these emotions that are so beautiful and, like, just kind of show how beautiful, like, normal life is, or even if it's not, like, a normal thing. Um, I just, like, you know, our existence and, like, all of the beautiful things that there are in our world, like, I think are transmitted through, you know, theater and especially, um, well, every kind of art, really. So, yeah. Like, there's, I don't know, I recently watched Soul, and I was, like, so touched by it, and I was, like, that's so true. Like, there's so many beautiful things about, like, everyday life that we don't realize, and um, I feel like theater really, like, encapsulates that and, like, shows it to people, and it's like, look! like <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's, like, the main reason why. Yeah, we put it on a stage, and we serve it to the audience for them. Also, sorry, you said Soul, but I was like, oh my god, the metaphor about the fish so off topic but I just that was a really good movie <laughs> yeah yeah I really liked it so for my other lovely lovely host here you know because I've been talking this whole time and there are two other people here who are supposed to be talking also <laughs> but um you know like what about you guys like why why do you do what you do okay um I don't know I just I feel like art is everything like um Nick was saying and so was Amelia saying like it, it's everything it truly is and why I do what I do I just want to make someone feel something someone like just appreciate the art as much as I do and just like use my platform that I have to talk about like social injustice and like every like just just like my voice can be their voice to stand up for like all of like just basic human rights and what like people believe in and I want to like be like the black woman in the industry that's like oh, she's not just, like, 
cast as a slave. She's not just cast as those, like the typical black role. She can be a businesswoman. She can be a comedian. She can do whatever she wants because she shouldn't be identified by just one stereotype that is false anyways. So that's why I do what I do. I just want to like hopefully make someone feel something and be a role model for someone else being like, I can do this too. I can, and it doesn't even have to be just theater. I can do anything I want to because I put in my, my hard work and I know who I am. So that's me. <laughs> that's going to be such like beautiful representation when yeah. you get there. And I'm not saying if, I'm saying when, because it's going to happen and I can't wait for it to happen. But when you get there, <laughs> I cannot, you know, you're just going to be such an inspiration for so many people. That's yeah, I, I, I really agree with what all of you guys have been saying about I just like so. making people feel things and how theater has a bigger purpose than just like aimlessly entertaining. And I think that's what people who aren't in theater think that theater is. And it's like an aimless form of entertainment that's like, oh, to make you laugh, to make you cry. But it's not, it's not so surface like that. And I think we're theater makers and like, we know what that is. And it's just like, educate people on like the beautiful and the beastly aspects of like the human condition, like what goes on in people's heads, like what are just stories for of people. And it's like an education platform. And I think it is something that is the, it's kind of the only art form or the only platform that I feel like can encapsulate absolutely everything about human life and like about people and like really exploring like what it is to be like a human being and like any people any person's stories you know I mean and I think that's like a beautiful thing that only theater does um I just wanted to add on to that just really really quick um I just believe I don't know even with fictional characters oh, and like yeah. a fictional story people still resonate and feel something through that fictional and even like I just think that's like really powerful because not every TV show, not every movie is based off of a real story. It's just like something that someone made up in their head. And it's like, I think this will work. So I just think like people underestimate us and the world and like what we live in. They're like, oh, you just play people for a day. It's like, no, I put myself into this every single time I play a character. I just, I, I feel like we see so many times in interviews, it's like you see and the actor, that you ask an actor like, I'm like, how do you feel after playing that role? It's like, well, they're a part of me now. Like, sometimes you find yourself, like, going home, like, with the mannerisms of the character that you've been playing for, like, let's say you're in a show and, like, you've been doing it for five years. Like, you go home every day. Like, I don't know if you guys have all seen, like, The Good Lies, but Nicole Kidman did this interview where she went home and she was, like, scared of her husband for, like, months because of the character that she played, which is extremely a tra an extremely traumatizing role, going through immense amounts of physical and emotional abuse. And she would go home and be scared of her husband because she took that home with her and it internalized and it became part of her. And that is, I mean, it's horrific in her specific case, but it's also beautiful to see what it is to like be doing that and telling those stories, you know? I just think that for us, you know, like, like very specifically these four people, but also just like, you know, people in TFT and for theater makers who, who really do care about this and understand that theater is like more than just singing and dancing. For those people, you know, it's it's like like theater is like a form of communication, and it's it's a way that we're trying to get like our messages across and everything. And I just think that it's it's so insane because like like what Zoe was saying, you know, at a point, and this is what Kennedy has told me before: acting is being. This is a question I had for Zoe earlier, but if she if you had read um Arto, because he talks about how art is not a reflection of life, mm -hmm. but art is life itself. And, and I just, I don't know. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, like, about that, like, uh, actors that we see that are, like, you know, professional and that have been in the industry for a long time, like, 
they are replicating art and they're not like you know fabricating like characters they're just like living in these characters and like they have to you know actually feel the emotions otherwise it's just like fabricated and it doesn't really mean anything and i think that's why it's so frustrating to like see actors um or like other kinds of artists that like don't feel what they're doing um but it's also like a learning process like i know i have like several times not felt like what i'm doing and i've been so frustrated by it and like i've wanted to quit because of the because of it and like there's so much that like you have to do to get to that point of like actually being you know in that character and like living what you're doing um and it's such a difficult thing to do so yeah like you were saying like i do feel it's like really underrated what we do but then when you see people who have like been doing it for a long time who are like professionals and how much you know everyone else like idolizes them Nick, why don't you tell us why you do what you do for me it's really like about changing the narrative and it's really about coming up with original work and new work and doing things like having these conversations and putting them on a platform for everybody to listen to so everybody can just start thinking about it you know not everybody really needs to be sitting here having like you know a 30 minute podcast about why do you do theater but i do think that everybody can sit down and listen to a 30 minute podcast about why we do theater you know and maybe feel inspired or like i just i want people to start caring about each other and i want people to actually know who we are i want to be able to tell my story for what it is and not what everybody assumes it is. Do you have like a moment in theater where you just knew that this is where you needed to be? Um I think it's been everything. Like okay, so a big reason why I chose UCLA was because there was the opportunity to do other things apart from musical theater. So I love musical theater and I cannot imagine like doing theater and not doing musical theater if you know what i mean like i cannot imagine like not singing or not dancing or not acting so i didn't want to go into like a directing um a directing degree but a big reason why i picked UCLA was because i had the chance to like do all these things and like to do writing and to also do directing because i really 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 love directing um so i think everything like i did um Honks Jr which is basically just like a musical a children's musical about the ugly duckling and i directed it with one of my best friends and we did like a touring musical and they only really have one or two students direct like this show because it's a main stage and it's a touring show so like it's really demanding and <laughs> we had to do like a lot of stuff for it um but like just having that experience and like having so much responsibility and like watching the actors like really discover their characters and like loving what we were doing and then like just shows that i have done that i like really just love doing the work i think it's just been like the whole entire time that i've been doing theater i like find out more and more that i really want to do this um but honestly i think when i've realized the most that this is what i want to do is when i work on monologues by myself um which i think is weird like i feel like most people it's um you know a moment on stage or a character that they did on stage but for me it's just been like 
being on my own and finding monologues that I really connect with and like even just rehearsing my monologues for college auditions like I was like discovering so many things about these characters that I love and even though I haven't gotten like all the main characters or like all the main roles for like main stages and stuff um you know like working on these characters by myself has been so like eye-opening and I think that's what has made me want to do theater the most and I hadn't really thought about that <laughs> I just thought about it right now that you asked no but what a, what a good response you're really good at improv wow <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, what's a good what a good response. That's 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 beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Uh Kennedy and Zoe, you know, like do you guys have like a moment in theater where you're like, this is where I need to be? Uh yeah. Um it was actually my junior year. Um because throughout high school I played sports and I really devoted my time to that. So I didn't audition for shows. So I um I finally said, okay, like, I'm a, I'm a junior. I need to get serious about college and everything. So I'm like, okay, you need to make a decision. Like, is it going to be, like, something else or the arts? And I was like, duh, Kennedy, like, let's do the arts. So then um, it wasn't until my junior year we got, we got a new teacher. Um, she only worked there for a year. And um, she's the reason why I fell in love with theater, just how she directed, how she talked about it. Um she's like she's the reason why I got serious I was like oh this is how it's supposed to be it's supposed to feel um and her name's Jen I love her so much we're, we're friends now like she's not my teacher anymore or she's still my teacher but like she's like one of my friends now yeah she's like my mentor she's amazing I love her so much hopefully one day you guys can meet her she's so amazing I yeah so um for me it wasn't it, um the moment I guess but um was when I did the crucible I was Tituba and just how she made that show she made it about like um the our allegory was social injustice so she she made it into something that was way more than what it was and I love that and just how she just created something so beautiful but still sticking to the art still sticking to um the playwright's intent um, but still making it her own and making it about an issue that she cares about so much. I was like, you are my hero, and I, I love her so much. So she's the reason why, and that show's the reason why I'm at UCLA now. <laughs> what made me want to want it so bad was when I did Streetcar my junior year, and I was Blanche, and I remember, like, no 15 or 16-year-old should, like, ever be playing Blanche Dubois, but, like, I was. And like, I, it was a stretch unit, you know, and I, I loved doing something that was so out of my comfort zone. Like that was the objective of the whole unit was like doing something that's like really far from yourself, really like, obviously, cause that was like the whole point. And I remember doing that and thinking like, wow, like the feeling, the rush, the, the feeling of like making, like, I remember my mom afterwards coming to me and like being like, like all that, like you made me cry. Like, I didn't want to see you in that position. Like, and I remember just like, because my mom's approval means like everything to me and like my mom and I are really close and like she's really judgmental and like rarely tells me like I did a good job unless I actually did and so like it's sucky to like have it be really the reason but to like know that like like I made her feel something like really made me feel like oh god I want to do that for like everybody I want to make everybody feel that way like I want I want everybody to like see even if I just change like one person's mind in an audience you know that mm -hmm. will be enough for me and like, so that show made me 
think about that and like made me realize that that's what I really wanted to do. Love, I love all these answers. Like what a fun, Nick, I know, right? <laughs> but what a fun uh, response to, to that question. Because I feel like it also fits really nicely in the like, why do you do what you do kind of thing. This is more of like a when did you figure out mm -hmm. like why you were gonna do what you were gonna do. For me, um, it did not happen until like probably we were in Michael Hackett's class. <laughs> Like my um, parents, both of them, like my dad specifically, but even after I got accepted to UCLA, even as I was in my theater classes, my dad still asked me if I wanted to change my major to computer science or engineering. Like that will forever be the argument that I have with my dad. And I don't know, you know, like it's like it's what he wants for me and everything. Like he doesn't see theater as like, like fiscal or feasible for me. He thinks I'm going to like die and starve. <laughs> and it's like... Got it. Got to the point where that was his biggest argument. Was he? He would look at me and be like, "Nick, you're not going to make any money. Like, there's nothing. Like, there's nowhere to go." And so, for me, the moment that I like knew that this is what I had to be doing was because I, I literally, in the middle of the argument, was like, "Fine, then I will starve and I will suffer and I will do everything that it takes in order for me to do what I want to do in life." Mm -hmm. And you know, so for me, it was really like that. I, I mean, it was a fight. It was an argument. But like that fight that I was having with my dad where like I had to literally confront it because he's the embodiment of like yeah. all of my insecurities, you know. So I, I literally had to confront him and confront my insecurities. And so for me, I'm at a point where theater is so serious and like it's on par with major religions to me because like I would, I, you know, this is what I live and breathe for. I would die for theater. And I think like for me, that's what it really took. Because I, I had so many insecurities about going into theater because I'm not a good singer. I'm not a good dancer. I, I think I'm an okay actor, but I'm not a triple threat. And so going to USLA with all these amazing, <laughs> wonderful, talented people who are just like clearly so much better than I am, it, it just to me, I'm like, I need to work 10 times harder. I need to go and be so much better than I am. And I, and I feel like I am on you know a path of improvement and everything, but it really like, Michael Hackett, it really took Michael Hackett to ask those three questions. Like, like, what are you doing? Is it needed? And are you good enough? And like, it took those three questions for me really to like, to sit down and internalize, like, what the fuck am I doing here? And should I be doing this? Because I do think that there are plenty of people who go into theater, starve and like, aren't able to make it and are not talented enough or are not needed, you know? And it's just like, like what a thing for an artist to have to evaluate themselves. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that I am needed, talented enough, and I think that what I'm doing is important. We think you know? so, too. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yep. Nick, you're amazing. So um, since we are talking about theater and why we do what we do, and I know it, it maybe it has or hasn't started only in our discovery in this first quarter, but um, prior to UCLA, what was your educational and theatrical experiences, Amelia? Because I know... If, for everyone listening, Amelia is in Mexico, <laughs> and everyone else is in the United States. So, um, when did you discover and truly like kn knew, like, oh, I want to be an actress? Um, and whether that be like in elementary, middle, high school. Yeah. So, I never took an acting class until tenth grade, um, but I had been in like, you know, I feel like when I was a little kid, like, I went to all of these, like, extracurricular classes, and I didn't know what I liked, and I, like, took, like, 
uh, ice skating and like um, flamenco, which is like, I don't know if you guys know it, but it's a Spanish dance and ballet and like all of these classes of a billion things. And I also took like piano classes, like guitar lessons. Um, and I started singing when I was nine years old, just like out of really pure luck. But my dad um, loves to sing and he's a really good singer and he like plays piano and my mom is like a visual artist. So they were all like, oh yeah, the arts, woo. Um, but neither of them really like, you know, dedicated their life to it. It was more of a hobby. So I started taking singing lessons when I was like nine years old. And then they did Mamma Mia in like my middle school when I was in ninth grade, I think. Um, yeah, well, that is high school for the United States, but in fact, it's still like middle school. Um, but yeah, so they did Mamma Mia. And I was like, um, okay, I'll audition. So I like auditioned and they were like, oh, you're gonna be Donna. And I was like, okay. Um, so we just kind of like put Amelia on the stage and did Mamma Mia and it was so much fun because I love Mamma Mia. And then this other friend like saw me and she was like, I've been meaning to direct a show. And she had been doing theater for like the longest time. And she was like, I want to do Rock of Ages and I want you to be in it because I don't have actors. And I was like, okay. So we like got a bunch of my friends to just like come do this weird, crazy project with like kids that had never done theater before. And this one girl who like has spent years doing theater and you have like a bunch of 14 and 15 year olds just putting together a whole musical. Um, and I wound up doing Sherry, who was also the main character. And I was like, okay. Um, so that was really, really fun. And from there, my dad was like, so do you want to do this? Like, is this something that you want to do for your life? And I was like, yeah, I think so. So I wound up going to a boarding school, like an arts boarding school in California, like in the middle of nowhere. It's um, like an hour from Palm Springs, but like up in the mountains in a 3,000 person town. Um, and it's just this huge boarding school. It's gorgeous. And um, they accepted me and I did theater there for like three years. And from there, I was just like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do because I really love it. And then I went to UCLA. Um, and, you know, at this school, I did like a bunch of productions and like devised pieces and actual shows and um it was just such a great experience um and it's kind of it kind of gives you well it gave me like a college experience without being in college and it gave me like all of the theater education that I could have needed and it's really a place that um they don't want students that like go in there already being good like they don't want you to go in there being like the best singer and the best dancer and the best actor they like um get students who they can work with and who they can really like you know help them grow and help them become the artists that they want to be in whatever way they want to like be an artist so it was a really 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 nice place for me to like be able to really see that this was something that i really wanted to do i think it's interesting amelia that you said that thing about theater being humbling <laughs> and that you know you and i mean you me and kennedy all went to performing arts high schools and like, I think we know like what it's like to be in that kind of competitive environment, which I think all gave us like a taste of like what it's like to like be in an industry where like people don't really care about you unless you put yourself in front of their face and say, hi, I'm doing this, I work hard. Like you have to make yourself known. People aren't just gonna know you. And I think at least at, like in my experience, my high school didn't made me not wanna do theater for a while. 
And I only discovered that this is what I wanted to do with my life when I went to a summer program like the year before my senior year and I was like oh wait so like this is what a professional environment is like and this is what a BFA is going to be like or like a BA like UCLA like that was what I, I was like oh so like my high school like is like it is like a nepotistic environment where it's just like people are, think that they're better than everyone else and it's like teachers that, enable that yeah. behavior um, and because it's, I think it's so childish I got particularly lucky because the people that ran the theater department at my school like valued hard work and they valued like um work ethic above talent i think um since the industry is so um or like people view or an outside view of the industry people are like oh you're just you're self-centered you don't care and it's like no it's just like I just feel like it's tone of voice and attitude and how you walk into a room because like, of course, like, I don't think I'm the best, even, even if I might be the best in the room, I still, I'm still like, they probably don't even want yeah. me, but it's still, I feel like that's where it comes in like self, self-acceptance, self-love, um, knowing yourself and knowing, like believing in yourself. And that's where also a life lesson comes in again, theater is life. It's it's really hard. I feel like hopefully our generation, like the new upcoming, when everyone, all the old people die, um, we all can just like break every single stereotype in the industry that isn't true and create a whole new type of industry of theater, like whether it be in stage or film. I feel like that's like we have that type of power to do that because I don't know, this generation is really like we've been biting heads, but we're changing minds and changing perspectives. You mentioned it earlier too, but it's just like about the rejection too. It's like, you can do everything that you just said and be totally confident, totally prepared and still not get the part. And like that happens and, and it sucks and it sucks and everything, but like that happens and that's life and theater is life. And we know that. And it's just like, I feel like it's just such an important mindset to have. You're like, yeah, I am confident in who I am. But I also understand that I'm not going to get every single thing I apply for. Thinking about the kind of industries we want to go into and sort of like before we were talking about work ethic, who's someone in TFT or like people that you've just noticed that you just are kind of like excited to work with in the next three years? Oh my gosh, literally everyone. But um, I mean, I feel like I'm such like a goofy person. Like I love to have a laugh. Um, so I think I was really looking forward to like uh, working with Ian and I haven't gotten to work with him. Um, and then Preston did this really awesome presentation for my um, theater 11 class in seminar two. So I really wanna work with Preston as well. I think they are two people that I've like gotten like chaotic energy from. Okay, it's really bad that I'm like an acting emphasis and all I can think about is like who I want to do music with because it's all I've really been like seeing of like people like, okay, so to me, like after I saw the dream project where like Trent wrote his song and like, and then he's been like writing all this music and like, I just think like I would love to just work with him and like be creative with him because like he's so cool and like writes all this music and like that's yeah. just awesome. Kelsey Aragi, I want her to be my... I want her to be like my, my like everything because she's so yeah. incredible and like I I remember for the final for the final for Hackett Kennedy and Nick were just like Kelsey is so on top of it she's so good and I just like she now is I just, like, like, I, 
her yeah. as my stage manager, I don't think I could ask, I could have asked for a better person. Like, she is just so on top of absolutely yeah. everything because I literally looked at that girl and I was like, okay, I need you to run around the world three times, go to space, come back, and then marry an alien and be green. And she did. And it's like, it's like, how do you do that? You know? <laughs> because I'm, it's just, oh, yeah. I'm an icon. And, and like, and like Amelia, like, I mean, Ian is so fun. So, like, and I, like, I, I would also love to, like, sing with him. They're like, to me, they're like golden retrievers, you know, like, of, of, like, that's just how their energy. I think Preston is a lab. I think <laughs> Preston is a lab. Send and in, Ian, um, is well, Ian is a golden. Yeah, I see that. Sure. Send, in, send in your request. What kind of dogs are Preston and Ian? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Everyone's going to say also, Ian's a golden retriever. You guys, I got to work with Kelsey for the show that we're doing for um, Out of the Blue, the theater company. The American Iconography awesome. Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kelsey was our assistant stage manager, and, like, you guys have no idea. Like, her potential is just incredible. And, like, I don't know. She's just amazing. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend working with Kelsey. <laughs> Kennedy, um, Kennedy, what about you, baby? Uh, what are some definitely everyone here. I'm even though I I have already worked with Nick and Zoe, but I don't know. I feel like over Zoom is a different type of, it's a different experience. So definitely would love yeah. to work with everyone here in person just to see how we all are in person and in our element like physically, instead of just like like this. Also love I love what Trent does. I don't know he's I don't know, right. He's very, so he's cool. very talented. I'm he's like, oh, so cool. I know why you got in here. <laughs> like, I understand why you got in here. And okay, first of all, <laughs> I have to say that out of everybody in our class, there have been two requirements to get into the class of TFT for 24. You have to be hot, and you have to be talented, because everybody in our class, I swear, <laughs> is attractive and talented, and it's amazing because we're sitting here, you know, thinking about who we want to work with, and honest to God, the answer is everybody. Because they are just all yeah exactly and attractive and it's it's amazing yeah <laughs> like for me I really want to work with um, one of my professors V I really want to work with her and like I really want to work like with Rich Rose again and like I'd love to be in a show directed by Michael Hackett are you kidding me like I would I would I really want to work with like mm -hmm. the staff and everybody and I really want to work with like like yes with the students but also in particular like I'm just so curious about what the upperclassmen are like because like I oh I really want to work with Andrew also my brew and buddy heck yeah you know like they're so much yeah. fun I also um just last yeah. person um who am I I literally oh Macy Macy definitely I'm really? like I don't know what you have mm. up your sleeve but I know it's like it's probably a rabbit hole and like the universe and the She's stars so and the moon so like you fun. have everything up. I don't know I, I would just love to work with her in person. Just Amazing. to, uh, I would, she's, she's good. She's talented. Yes. Oh, also, oh, sorry. Oh, I just okay. want to praise Kelsey again. Love Kelsey. Just, I just want to praise Kelsey. <laughs> she's just amazing. She's uh, everything. Kelsey she's is everything. Character. That is all I just got to say about Kelsey. Like legitimately. Yeah, legitimately during the, the, she, the Final so project. super like, super easy to work with super just, talented I, I, like, knows I, what she's I, doing you will go far queen like literally kelsey you're a queen <laughs> amazing she, literally literally it's amazing zoe and kennedy what are like some of the things that like we can be expecting you know with these upcoming episodes but i think it's more just like the kind of energy and like the kind of work 
we're going to be trying to put out there in the next three and a half years, you know, and like seeing why people are here and like the ensemble that like the UCLA admissions process built for us. And I think we want to get a grasp on that ensemble as best we can in the time that we have. And I think that is something that we'll see, you know, the more people we meet, the more things we talk about, you know, and I think the more comfortable we get and it'll, it'll just be like, you know, understanding like, um, yeah, we're all just getting to know each other through the art, through, um, what we want to do for the next four years. And we're just, this podcast is just to get an insight because we are not in person. We don't, we're not on campus. We're all at home. So this is our way, our fun way to, um, just get to know everyone through our art, why we want to do this, why we do what we do, why, um, just literally answering the why and the what's and the how's and the who's. Obviously, like, we're not going to be able to, like, have, like, in-depth, like, full fleshed out conversations with, like, all 64 people, and, like, it's unfortunate, but, like, I just think we'll get there eventually, and, like, after three and a half years, like, it's just getting... And who better to start than Amelia? My God, like, such an amazing dad. With such eloquent answers. Yeah. And such, like, I don't know, you've just been doing an amazing job. You really have. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Thank you. Looks like it's time for Current Call. I'm everyone's favorite director, Nico Castro. And I'm UCLA's favorite New Yorker and co-host, Zoe Berkeley. I'm your new upcoming actress and co-host, Kennedy Alexis. And I am the most confused first-year musical theater student. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to all of our theater friends for listening to the TFT podcast. See you next week.